0: everyone, welcome to a new episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. All right. So before we get started, I have to tell a story that I completely forgot to tell last time that I just think is too humorous not to tell. So I think it was last week, or maybe the week before, it really doesn't even matter. Both Eric and I had physicals, or our wellness checkups, if you want to call it that, on the same exact day, ironically. And it was quite humorous, because I had mine two hours before Eric had his. And as as I was in with my doctor, and we have the same doctor, he goes to me, wow, I had forgotten how long you take because of all of your medication. And he goes through with me and he checks in and goes, okay, so do you need a a refill on this? And okay, this doctor refills this because I have, I believe it's like three doctors at this point, maybe four, because uh, I have a cardiologist, I have a psychiatrist, I have him. And he goes through everything. And And I mean, when I go in with him, I'm I'm very well prepared. I, I make sure that I know which ones need refills, etc. So I would really hate to see who's not well prepared for him. But uh, but he goes to me and he's very, very nice. But he's like, wow, I had forgotten how long you take. But then Eric goes about two hours later and then he goes, wow, the time that I lost on your wife, I made up on you. <laughs> and, and I thought, I don't know how to take it. I mean, it's humorous and i laughed at it but also i'm glad that i have a sense of humor because i could be really <laughs> upset about that so i thought you know you guys could use a little chuckle with that one because i'm sure I'm sure a couple of you out there have had that type of experience before where you've thought oh man i'm just i'm just sitting in the doctor's office just wasting
1: wasting all this time with Them and I guess I hadn't thought about it from that perspective, but from a professionalist standpoint, that wasn't a very appropriate thing to say. No, (laughs) no, it really,
0: it really wasn't. But I mean, if you really think about he. Honestly, our doctor, I, I do love him, but he's a very awkward kind of guy and he says what comes to his mind. Yeah. And I don't mind it. I really don't. But some people would probably take it really wrong. And But I really don't mind it. He's a very sweet guy. So I, I like him. I, and honestly, at this point, I think I've gotten to the point where I really like the doctors that I have. My cardiologist, I, I said, I believe I said I, I had switched to a new one and- I saw her last week as well, and I uh, I'm just I'm thrilled to death with with her at this point too, so so yeah I it, I think it's it's great, but but yeah I think it's like some people I think would have taken that wrong, but I to me it's laughable, so I just I thought oh that's something I have to tell on on our on our podcast because it's to me it's laughable at this point, but I'm like wow had I been having a bad day. That could have really sent me, sent me spiraling. So, but today, our uh, our theme it's triggers. Now, I I this is one of those things that I think you hear it a lot. You hear know your triggers, know what triggers you. But I think a lot of people probably don't necessarily know what that means. Do you know what that means, Eric? What what are triggers? What what does that mean necessarily?
1: I mean, I guess I would explain it as, you know, if you have, and it can be really anything. But there's certain things right. that happen that tr- that trigger an event. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, realize exactly. Knowing. I I feel like in the contents text of what we're talking about today, the idea of knowing that if A happens, B is going to happen. Exactly. And by acknowledging it. in realizing that that's going to happen, helps you prepare for it, know what's coming. And, you know, whether it be like depression, anxiety attack, whatever it may be, could just be something as simple as. I don't even know. I can't even give you a good example, but there's a hundred different well, things. That as I simple could. as allergies. Right now, right.
0: we're getting a lot of allergy attacks at this point because of, of the season right now. Today, it's we're in May, I believe, when we're recording this, and you and I are having some issues with allergies. So if we go outside, we're having some allergies. Right. So
1: And by understanding the things that trigger those things, you can better react to them you can sometimes if you get good enough at it i would feel you can just cut them off where you already right. know this is coming so you're doing something to pre- prepare for it or to prevent it from coming right
0: right and one of the definitions that i found was cause to exist just a very simple thing and in this in this episode we're going to talk about more or less some negative triggers or things that cause negative things to happen because what were what was your definition cause
1: to exist
0: yeah or like what it is is it it causes something to exist okay when i so when i when i say cause to exist the trigger causes something to exist yeah so so that that's that's essentially what it means and we're going to focus on causing something negative to exist in in today's episode. So, sure, it can cause something positive to exist. And and I'm not saying that that we're not going to talk about happy things in this episode either. We can we can focus on happy things as as well. Like instead of something negative happening, we can say, "Hey, let's let's steer to something happy instead." Or but but really I and we're going to kind of focus on three major things because I don't want to make it too broad today, but I'm going to focus a little bit on depression, bipolar, and migraines today just for kind of examples, just so that we can kind of give examples of getting an idea of knowing what your triggers are and how you can get a handle on your triggers. And that way you can say, okay, so in my life, What are things that I might need to get a handle on in terms of triggers? So sure, I might not have depression, but I have anxiety. And of course, with bipolar, you're going to kind of get an idea of what, what might give you anxiety. I have anxiety. So I know that large groups give me anxiety. So that's one of my triggers. So sometimes I avoid large groups all together. Other times I say, hey, let's bring a friend because that helps my, my trigger. Because I can't always avoid large groups. And it's not always a, a, a good thing to avoid large groups or avoid your triggers in, in a, all, all together anyway, because when you avoid that trigger, it only
1: gets worse,
0: right? Because the the problem is is that when you avoid it, you're not always building up a system. You're not always building up a a, a barrier or or a
1: tolerance. Right. Exactly. That's a good good tolerance is a good way to right. put it. And I think the other thing that's really important to mention about triggers is that yeah, we might be talking about them from the perspective of if you have anxiety or something like that, but this is not something that is only beneficial to a person suffering from a certain mental condition right. by any means. This is something that anybody can apply right. in their life. If there's something that you think you struggle at, then whatever that thing is, it has triggers that causes it puts you into that state of right. struggle. And if you can figure out those triggers, you can Figure out how to either avoid those triggers or to down, down those, yeah, overcome those triggers and make you, make yourself be able right. to go, overcome that whatever condition it might be. Right, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that we quote unquote as call an abnormal condition.
0: Right, right. Everybody and, has triggers, and the thing is, is that when it comes to triggers, unfortunately, that is something that is yours to. I don't wanna say deal with, but that is yours to identify and that is yours to kind of, that is your responsibility. Because unfortunately, I can't say, Eric, what is my trigger? You need to deal with this. You need to figure it out here. Because unfortunately, he can maybe kind of help me. You always can ask somebody for help, especially, you know, when I go to a big group. I can say, Eric, I need your help, hold my hand, et cetera, et cetera. Or I can say, hey, do you see something that may be triggering me? Or something like that. But you need to to figure out and say, okay, for for example, going back to the to the anxiety, what what is getting me jittery all of a sudden? What is doing this to me? What is when am I starting to get this way, this way, this way? But you can't all of a sudden go to somebody and say, Hey, what are my triggers? What is doing this to me? Because unfortunately, you can't go to somebody and say, "What is what is making me feel this way and fix it." Because unfortunately, when it comes to fixing, <laughs> you have to take the first step and you have to be able to identify what is going on inside of you. Always when it, when it comes to going on inside of you, that that starts with with you.
1: And and just remember that Fixing these things because they're kind of ingrained in you. It takes this, it's, time. Not, it's not going to be easy. I no. mean,
0: yeah, it's it's you're, never going to be easy. It's never going to be easy. If you're
1: not committed to fixing that trigger right. or overcoming that trigger, you'll never do it because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be the default that your body is going to at right. least initially tell you to do. Most most by default, our bodies, for whatever reason, when we have something that causes a negative effect we try to ignore it. We don't try to overcome it. And that's a big challenge because if you just overcame it, a lot of people could probably get over a lot of the things that they struggle with on a day-to-day basis. But because it's so hard to transition from that phase of just ignoring it or, or pushing it to the side to actually facing it and trying to overcome it, that's a huge, right. huge challenge.
0: It's just been something that we've dealt with for how long, so it's it's normal. it's it's just it is what it is. so so some of the triggers, like I said, I'll be kind of talking about, so if I want to start with depression triggers, we can t- say some of them are grief that that make it worse. Obviously, rejection, uh, stress makes it worse, illness. Lack of sleep—that uh, I can easily see that. Think about when you when you see a little kid and they're rubbing their eyes, and you're like, "Well, go take a nap," and they're like, "I don't want to go take a nap," and then they're crying. I mean, oh my gosh! And then as an adult, you're thinking, "Why don't you want to take a nap? I want to take a nap all the time." <laughs> um, rumination, and and that's just a, a word that that we've talked about before in another episode and that's just grief that's gotten out of hand and overthinking so um money problems and i mean those can come on at any point so when money problems come on and then that just gets you depressed and you're like oh my gosh of course i'm depressed Mm -hmm. so Then you can have life transitions and whether they're good or bad, but obviously bad, bad life transitions get, get hard. But then good life transitions, they can make you depressed because even if they're good life transitions, you think I've been working towards this. Well, now my goal is accomplished. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, now I'm empty. So that's a really weird one for people to deal with. And now they're like, well, now what's my next goal? And that's, that's a really, really strange one for people to deal with, but now they've got to set a new goal. So now they're depressed again. Mm. But then it's, it's a really weird transition. I don't know if that makes sense, but I've heard that one happen. And I've, I've actually, I've actually kind of had bits and pieces of that happen before, but, but that's, that's an interesting one. And then substance use. And that's, that's a really hard one. That I mean, substance use can can mess with anyone with anything. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, and those are those are some common depression triggers that happen.
1: So, it's weird that substance abuse is on that list because I kind of feel like that's uh, not a trigger. That's he- that's a.
0: If you think about... That's okay.
1: that's part of the process of of ignoring it. Rather than trying to overcome it, you just start drinking to make it go away. And but so-
0: if you think about how... Think about when, when you're out drinking with people, and then they're like, okay, you have the happy drunk, you have the mad drunk, and then you have the sad drunk.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
0: So... So now if you know that you are one of the people who is always just you know maybe flatline just a normal person I don't want to say normal person but you're you're going about your day and you're happy happy or just stagnant whatever you're you're a fine person and then all of a sudden you drink a certain kind of drink or a beer or whatever doesn't even have to be a certain kind and then all of a sudden you know, within two, three drinks, you are crying. Stay away from drinking or stay away from a certain kind. Cause I know some people, they drink a certain kind of drink and they are in tears or they get angry or they get whatever, then stay away. Cause I know certain people, they drink a certain kind of drink
1: and they are ready to fight. Right, but and I guess I would look at that, and I think that that's probably because there's some underlying issue with you, right? And it's just the alcohol is bringing out that that whether Definitely. you're an extremely depressed person, you're an extremely angry person, whatever the thing is, right. the alcohol is just bringing. Well, it out.
0: and then and then you might need to look at and say, I have some other stuff to deal with too. Yeah. However, I mean, it, that's that 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 might be a an incredibly deeper thing to deal with, but then you need to look at okay so this is a trigger i need to stay away from for one thing this alcohol this certain kind of alcohol and then let's also deal with this yeah, other you, thing yeah you you have to
1: figure out where where, where that that, anger or that that depression is coming <laughs> yeah. from and you should probably address that but to start issue with too. let's just let's stay away from that alcohol yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so so there's a couple things you know obviously obviously if you lose your job well you can't stay away from losing your job it's just going to happen. I mean, unless you know that that things are going down with that job, then you might want to start looking for another job before that starts to happen. You know, there's there's certain things that you can kind of predict, but there's certain things that you can't predict if, and, and if because that makes sense
1: that makes a hundred percent sense And because you can't predict them, you all you not only have to be able to if there is a trigger, you can avoid it. But sometimes you're not going to be able to avoid that trigger. And sometimes right. you have to have a plan for. For when. For what to do when that. When exactly. it, you get hit with a trigger, but like that. Like whether it be. If you're you get into a situation and anger comes overcomes you, you have to have a plan of. Uh, I mean, sure you can go pummel somebody, or it, but it would probably be a much better choice to have an internal thing that you do to get over that anger without actually taking right. action on it. And the same with depression. I mean, you can go and wall, wallow in a hole and be depressed for six months, six months, or you can have a plan. Right. Of how how do I get over my depression? Right. You know.
0: Right. Like are you a person who who constantly gets depressed or are you is was this a one time thing, you know, I lost my job and and I got depressed because I lost my job. And that does happen. Or are you somebody who I constantly get depressed and I lost my job and now now I'm even more depressed. Mm -hmm. So where did you see your job getting closer and closer to getting lost and I did nothing to to prepare for it so so there's there's different things that you can do to to kind of prepare for those for those different triggers so so there's there's different things obviously grief and loss you know is there somebody who's been sick for for months and but you didn't prepare for for that loss until till they were gone Hmm. different things like that or stress. There's, you know, it's finals week, and I did not no studying.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, and and I think I think in the coming up in in the next one that there's something that says good stress. There is there's believe it or not there is something about, about as such as good stress um, that that we'll talk about. Which actually I'll I'll come up and so if we talk about with bipolar. So from Healthline, we talk about bipolar. We'll talk about bipolar triggers. We have negative life events again. I mean, I think negative life events are going to trigger you in a plethora. Of, and of some ways. of those events
1: you can possibly prevent, but there are just simply right. going to be things that happen that you right. just. I
0: think. I think the thing is, is if you have an underlying condition, if you have anxiety, if you have bipolar depression, etc., you should already be having things that are in your your back pocket to prepare you know how do you deal with anxiety depression etc and we've talked about these in past episodes if you haven't listened to those maybe you should so that you can so that you kind of have some some ideas if you have a psychiatrist psychologist and you you have you know talk to them make sure that you have a couple ideas do you know have have a couple ways that you can kind of maybe meditate go through and and prepare for that so So, and then the next one is the good stress. So maybe when come final time that that stress, but it is also kind of good stress because that's propelling you to your future. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether or not you think that that school, uh, college, whatever, whether or not you think that college is a good thing or a bad thing, it's kind of a split thing right now, whether, whether people think that college is, is a good thing or not. So but but that's that's kind of an idea of of good stress.
1: Yeah. I I would say. And, and I think and there's I, a
0: couple different things of, of for good stress.
1: I think like a great example of good stress is is that if you ever talk to somebody who does public speaking for a living yes. and you think that I mean I think most of us think that By public speak by doing public speaking professionally, those people just are completely comfortable with going up on stage. Whenever I public speak, I get nervous, but I love, but I do like it. Okay, but even people that do this professionally, do it every day of their life. They will. There are many of them that tell you that they'll get nauseous before they go up on stage because they're so nervous. And I'm trying to think. Mm. I
0: heard somebody recently uh, who and it was somebody i think it might have been a singer even who they get sick like every time there before is- i think it was on Simon, Simon Sinek's podcast and he's he's like yeah they get sick every time before they perform and he's like and they say that's excitement but i would i would venture to say that that's actually anxiety and it was it was really interesting because he was saying on there about how he's he's like that's What's the difference between anxiety and right, and, and and that which which was a really interesting
1: episode of of his. And that's that's like a great example of. So it is probably anxiety that that person is feeling. That's right. what, and that's what like ninety eight percent of us would call anxiety, right? But this but one person, be, because they love performing so much, it's, has turned that into excitement, right. you well, know?
0: And before I used to swim in high school, I would propel that into good stress, I would say, because I would say, okay, I've been built ready to go. I'm about, And I would get the biggest butterflies in my stomach, but then that would just propel me to go. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm ready to go. And I would get so nervous, but then I would go and I'm like, okay, good. And by the time I was done, I'm like, yeah, I did it. Cool.
1: You know, and that brings up a beautiful point of of that. So you think of yourself, the, the terror that you feel like if I had to go competitively swim, I think I would be mortified. <laughs> but, but... There are people that do it professionally, and they get over that fear. And probably their fear I mean, to, maybe. We over don't time, know.
0: There's, there's probably some that, well, that still don't.
1: No, you're right. I'm not saying that they get over it like oh, it doesn't bother them at all. But they're, they're able do? to do it because of it. And I think like, when you look at somebody that has one of these abnormal mental conditions- it's a lot like that, the same thing, because mm-hmm. you have something that we all have, but it's way more intense, way worse. Right. But if Michael Phelps can, can put everything aside, all the nerves that he probably has before he goes out and competitively right. swims, there's no reason why somebody that has anxiety can't do the same thing and turn it into a positive thing.
0: Well, and it, it, is, it is actually exciting or interesting that you say that because I do have a book. And I, I I, still, I feel so bad because I still haven't, because I, I get so, I had a point where I didn't read and then now I'm finally reading again. Uh, there is a book, I believe it's by Amanda Beard, and she actually had a really bad anxiety, depression, whatever, and she would cut herself mm. and she was a swimmer. So it is interesting because it's not like there aren't people out there. Who and she was a swimmer and everything, you know. So it's not like that there aren't people that that did that. And so that that's one of my when I take a break between my fiction books. That's one of my books that I have to read. So so it's not like there aren't people. It's just that some sort of come out a little bit and you know it's it's just they come out and silently. Well, I guess it's not silently. She came out with a book. It's just that some come give press conferences and some don't, I guess, about it. And it's it's interesting.
1: And I think, like, if you look at it from that perspective that, you know, think of how terrifying giving a public speech is. Right. And by that is as terrifying as probably your worst anxiety attack. Yeah. For a normal person to do. Yet there are eh. many, many people... That and maybe you're not a good example because, you, like you said before, you kind of like speak public speaking, but yeah. it's but, it's, but I'm think of so how terrifying Think of I'm the most so terrifying. Think of the most normal thing you deal with, but the idea of ever doing it just terrifies you. There are probably things out there in the world that, um, are are scarier to you, yeah. than even an anxiety attack, right? But yet there is a person out there that have, finds a way to channel and overcome that to be able to do that thing right. and be very successful at it. Yeah. So the idea of that you have something that cannot be overcome mm-hmm. is probably not accurate. You just have to put right. enough effort to- and you really have to sit down and think about what you need to do to overcome that, thing. right? And- well, because
0: it's it's sort of like the reason that I like public speaking is that I, in all in all honesty, it's sort of like I shouldn't like public speaking, but but early on I started to like it because I knew that I was good at it. I knew that that when all the people were up front with their knees knocking and everything. And, and they're like, they're holding up their cards and they're like, um, 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 and, and I would, I'd be like, I know all my information is good and all that stuff in class. I knew everything was good and I knew all the information and I knew everybody in class did not know the information. So I knew that I was good at it. So there was no reason why I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So from early on, I was good at it or fairly good. And, and so that's why I, I I like it, I guess. So so I think that's, that's sort of what it is, is that from early on, I put enough into it where I was good at it. And so to your point, you can put enough into it where you're right. You can be good at it where you can overcome. You can nerves, overcome it, where yeah an introverted nervous anxious person should not be good at it and and I can be nervous before I go up there the only time that I do get nervous is there was a point where both you and I did where we talked about our businesses in front of people and when I have to talk about myself my business that's when I get nervous when people are like kind of judging me myself that's when I get nervous
1: that's interesting so I guess that never really bothered me yeah it but. did
0: you because you got nervous oh, when oh no
1: no public speaking t- well I I think I'm kind of at a point you're, like you're I'm getting still, better because I'm when still, you teach you're a very good teacher yeah but like and, and that's that's like the that's what has gotten me to the thought of of that I don't know that there is anything that a person can not overcome without putting their mind to it because yeah um the because i've looked at it and i'm like when the idea of public speaking to me probably 5 years ago oh yeah i was absolutely mortified of it I but mean, i just it's, forced myself to do it i mean it's not like
0: you don't do, have your off days either but no but don't no you think everybody does yeah.
1: i i mean like oh, well, you, especially
0: especially like when when you're you're I guess boss comes in sometimes. All of a sudden, you're like, I um um, yeah. and you're like, oh great, she came, but but yeah, but,
1: but I mean, but it, seeing the things like like and and this is kind of going off topic, but this We've is something going off topic. Something that I've thought about a lot is that is that I do think people can overcome anything they want to if they put their mind to it. Right. And I've so I've always thought of myself growing up, my whole life, I've thought of myself as being completely tone deaf. So somebody, somebody, the only one. somebody in our household bought a guitar like two years ago and hasn't touched it once. And I it know, just sits it's, in because, the
0: co- it's because I've been trying to learn Spanish. And I'm like, if I, if I really concentrate on Spanish, if I try to learn the guitar, then I'm gonna, then I'm not gonna, it's, I'm, I'm trying to really concentrate on one thing at a time and,
1: and, and
0: I, I'm horrible.
1: And I realize like, so in 2003, I listened to my first podcast ever. Right. And ever since then I've wanted to make a podcast, but wow, I decided 20 years. Yeah. Holy but sh- I but I yeah, and most people didn't even realize podcasts even existed back then. I mean, arguably a lot of people don't even know they exist today, right. but but Why certainly not? back then nobody thought they existed. But um and and then I, I made a podcast and I was like, Well, this wasn't that hard. So now I look at that guitar and I'm like, I wonder if just like if I just sat down learned how to play a song and then try to figure out how to All sing right. if I could record a song. Well, you and you I know.
0: are going to try to learn the guitar together.
1: Okay. I'm serious. So, but and and I think and how this is not completely off on a tangent is is that I think with, with it's well, it's not just that, it's just that whatever those triggers are, I don't know that there's a trigger out there that a person can't overcome. You're you're never going to be like you're not understand that you, you there are things that you're just never it's like public speaking. You're gonna, you're gonna, be gonna be go up there, it's gonna be uncomfortable, but there's absolutely no reason you can't do it. I feel and, like I
0: feel like my entire life has been uncomfortable. Honestly. It it really has mm. been. In in many ways, it has been uncomfortable. Being neurodivergent, there have been a lot of things in my life that's been uncomfortable. So I think there that there's a lot of things that that you can do that are going to be uncomfortable.
1: Well, and I think that you have to also realize that you don't have to just be neurodivergent to have things well, that, that are are right. extremely uncomfortable. Well, right. Everybody has things in their life well, that are that's, uncomfortable. Well, and that's what I'm
0: saying. So like I I can do things that that will make me uncomfortable. I'm no stranger to uncomfortable. So it's not like if somebody says you could you're it's going to be uncomfortable. I can be like, well, that's fine. I'm I'm, I'm
1: used to it. Right. And bringing all that around to our conversation, getting over any of those things that makes you uncomfortable, the first phase to it is acknowledging and realizing what right. your trigger is and then thinking what, because our default, everybody's brain, unless you're like now, I'm not going to say that there's not some weird person out there that's just really wired differently than everybody else. Right. But for the most part, most people's default to: I get in an uncomfortable situation and it's run. What do you do? Yeah, you either you run turn or, or run. you try
0: to make it un- or make it comfortable for yourself.
1: The, the default is never to make it more comfortable. In people will do that if they have to, but right, but. Your gut instinct is always to remove yourself from that situation. Right. But if you commit to that, I want to be able to be in these situations and be comfortable. Yeah, maybe you'll never be fully comfortable, but you're Mm -hmm. certainly going to get a lot better at it. Right. You know, and and I think that that's the whole thing of understanding a trigger is once you know what that trigger is, you can then figure out, okay, how do I, you know put myself in a situation where if if i can evaluate and say do i even want to be in this situation if right. you don't want to be in this situation remove well, yourself that, from and it and i
0: think that's that's the biggest thing is is this an important enough situation for me to to deal with the triggers right and you know and so going back to some of the the bipolar triggers we were we were just on the good stress we have some disrupted sleep obviously good sleep is is important for really anything. And then we also have climate and weather changes. I'm a huge huge one for that one with with anything that 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 really gets my bipolar or my migraines. And then we have substance use again. And then we have hormones and that's that's for male and female. And then we have co co-occurring medical conditions. So if you have you know if you have depression migraines just anything i mean it it, it affects it and then n- nutrient deficiencies so yeah i mean if you have anything that goes along with your with anything it's gonna it's gonna clash hmm. so So, and then I'm just going to hop right in and just to kind of, to get on with this, we're going to go into some, some common migraine triggers. Now, this one is a really, really hard one because a lot of triggers that people think are triggers for migraines, we're finding out might not be triggers or they are triggers, but people might crave them. And they actually are part of the, it's called the prodrome straight stage, which is actually just like the beginning stage. So it's kind of like, ooh, I'm craving it, but it just means I'm getting a migraine. So does that kind of make sense to you? What it, what it basically okay, means so is like it's not
1: really a trigger. It's more of a so sometimes it's like a, the first phase feeling. Yeah, so sometimes after you people
0: start. think that chocolate is a trigger, but what really happens is they're craving chocolate
1: because they're getting a migraine because of some other trigger, right? That they might not even realize. Is so there, so sometimes
0: they're like, ooh, I'm craving this, which is salty," but really, what it is is my body wants this salty thing because it needs the salt because of because this other, of the this other because trigger. it's yep. yep so but that doesn't also mean that it's not a trigger the the big problem is it's what's a trigger for me might not be a trigger for you and right. that's for that's for migraines anxiety depression anything so that's why i'm covering things that are common don't take these as you know the god honest so uh
1: and remember that if you have something that you're convinced is a trigger it that might, that's not on that list at all that could just be a unique trigger to you yeah because it, the, it might honestly be because just remember that all triggers are triggered by your brain and yeah. everybody's brain works in such a different way that
0: exactly exactly and if if somebody says it is not very well, could be. Yeah, because
1: there's a lot of triggers that probably most people have.
0: I've had people look at me with like I have three heads, and I promise you, and I'm like, and I'm like, no, you guys, I I swear, and I will I will hold firm that you know whether it's a trigger or something else that I've said, I hold firm to what I believe because it's my body and I know my body. Mm-hmm. You know, it it ju- it just is. And because everybody's different, everybody, everybody, every you know, it, it just is. So we have stress, changes in sleep patterns. So if you get too much, too little, missing meals, changes in routine, hormonal changes, caffeine, and that, so if you, caffeine can help or hurt. That's a very, very tricky one. And we did talk about that. And the thing is, is if you drink coffee or tea, that is better than if you drink soda, and I do have a soda with me. But the thing is, if you drink soda, the whole you know artificial sweetener thing. Yeah, artificial sweetener. It tastes real good, but it's bad for you. Mm. <laughs> um, alcoholic drinks. That's the naughty, naughty again. Of course, changes the weather. Like I said, certain foods, and I'm not going to go into to it, but those with nitrates. Tyramine, I think that's – is that the turkey one? I don't remember. Aspartame, again, artificial sweetener, yeah. yeah. Dehydration, again, we got to get that all the the good liquids in us, especially now that we're going to get in the warmer weather. Hoorah for warmer weather. (laughs) The light, bright light. So if you're getting sensitivity to light, don't be ashamed to wear sunglasses indoors, guys. You know? Be uh, be that that trendsetter, and strong smells like perfumes and flowery and grossness. You know, oh yeah, love those strong smells. Medicine overuse. So if you are taking too much Excedrin or ibuprofen and all that, computer use and apparently exercise or sex can give you some. Uh... Frankie really liked that, <laughs> so he said, "Daddy, when Mom says no, I have a headache." She really means it. (laughs) So, so yeah, just know your triggers. I mean, when, uh, and I mean, the, the, the big thing is, is you could say, oh my gosh, I have like three or four medical conditions, whether or not they are, they're diagnosed or not. How can I really know all of my triggers again? Journal, 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 journal and you can keep a food blog if if that helps because then you can say okay on these days i i ate this and i got a headache i got anxiety i got this whatever there's all these different things that you can do so i mean until you're really sure just just write it down and and all that that good stuff i mean i know it gets really tedious Cause I know sometimes I fall behind on writing things down and and journaling and and everything like that. It really does. It it gets exhausting.
1: Mm-hmm. But well, and I would wonder too if there would be and if if anybody knows about this stigmas that are open wounds, at gmail dot com. Thank you. <laughs> it, it is. I would be curious if there was an app that helped assist with this.
0: I'll bet it's a good one. I don't food. know if it's good or but I know that there's at least different ones that you can track your food. So you might have to get
1: two different Well, but it, the ideal would be like if you tracked your food in one app, in the same app as you tracked your migraines, and then it would tell you like it would just create like a chart that said, you know, fifty percent of the time when you eat this meal, you get a migraine the next day. Um in and, and well, I don't I know if that exists <sighs> in and maybe that would just be like, maybe this is, is something that is so, I don't know, so unknown and stuff that maybe sure. the pattern and wouldn't be there.
0: It's so hard to... I don't
1: know. Because it's really hard because yeah. there's not so many things yeah, that really... can cause a migraine.
0: Right. Yeah, That I don't I, even I know if it
1: would be effective to track what you eat in conjunction with...
0: Right. Because I, I do know, I Ooh. will tell you the migraine tracker that I that I use, I do not have the, it doesn't do food, but I use migraine buddy. And cause I can say like, okay, it may have been caused by storm or chiropractor or, or this, or, you know, 80%, above 80% humidity or
1: this, it just doesn't do food. Um, so what does it do? It ask you if you had a migraine that day, and then tell you tell you tell it why you think it you might have had yeah, a migraine. Yeah, I have
0: to put whether or not. Like I I just mark off if I had a migraine. I don't put if I didn't. But it it does mark. It does say I can look back in the month and say that I had a migraine. Okay. Um, because that that was really nice because when I went in to see my neurologist last week, she said she wanted to know how many migraines I had. So it was really nice. I could count and say, "Okay, I had this many this month. This many this month." Okay,
1: but does it do then, it anything beyond?
0: Yeah it it gives you. I actually it actually brought up this month. It said, "It said uh, so. How, here's your migraine report." And then, and it does actually say you had this many due to this, and you can actually put in what medications you took too. And then it says, "So do you know why it came?" And it was like. You can say, "Oh, it's because I think it's because of my period. It's because of a storm, very variable weather." Mm-hmm. And you know, so if if it's like maybe gonna storm, gonna snow, gonna do this, you know, maybe it's like the the weather can't make up its mind. Or the other day it was raining, and so I put because it was raining. It also asks me if I'm on my period too, because mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, sometimes migraines are caused because of period. Uh, I I don't think that's what mine are caused by. I figured out, which was nice. This track, this helped me figure out that, that that that's not why mine are caused.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the only thing is, is that this one does not track my food. But you might be able to kind of. It does have a notes section, so you could write down what you what you eat. The other thing is, I did I did download my own. Food tracking app. I haven't used it yet because I'm lazy. <laughs> but, but you know, if you wanted to do your own food tracking app, and as well as that,
1: yeah, but it's, it would just be better if it was all under I know. one roof, and then it gave you I know. like actionable information. Well, and I that and I could do,
0: I could download the, this. Does have the option for a paid one? I don't know if it if it if it would be under the paid app. I just don't like to pay for apps unless I have to i just i really do like this one though but yeah there's and of course this is only if you have migraines obviously but i i mean i very much like this because i'm able to really keep track of of my different things and this will be really great
1: and it seems like they do a very good job of allowing you to track things on apps the one thing i have mm -hmm. not seen a lot of with apps is where they take what you track and then you know, like look at that information and well, not so much see a report, but give you actionable things that they think might help right. you. You know, and I think that... Honestly, that, this has
0: been the best so far for me.
1: Right, but it, it sounds like all it's doing is tracking it. It's not really... Well, it,
0: it's... it. I mean, it gave me a report this morning and it's...
1: But what does the report show? Just that you had...
0: Well, it, a it's, migraine from
1: your period on five, seven days and a migraine, like...
0: Or, in, and then, you know, this many have helped me. Like, I took Excedrin with this this many, and it helped because of this. Um, I wore dark glasses with this many, and it h- seemed to help this many times.
1: So, it sounds like it's kind... Yeah, these guys were actually, there
0: was a i i don't think i told the our listeners but there was the the migraine world summit i believe it was called in march Uh and the the creators of this were on there and so it was a pretty pretty good i mean and i actually i was using it
1: beforehand and i was like oh my gosh these are the guys Mm -hmm. yeah and i i like it because the idea of it i just think that Technology like that can go a lot further yeah. by just being able to give you, like, actionable advice of things to try. You yeah, know? I mean, and well, maybe and, we'll I, get there and with I, I honestly
0: don't know if I've fully, fully even delved mm-hmm. into all of it, even. I mean, and it gives me two days worth of predictions in terms of the the world or the, the pressure report of, of weather. Mm-hmm. And it would give me more if I paid for it but again i don't want to pay for it if i don't really need to mm-hmm. but i'm pretty picky in terms of my apps i'm like well this is close to what i want and this is
1: so that's my experience with apps is you can always get close to what you want but you can never get what you want unless you yeah. write it yourself <laughs> so. yeah
0: i'm i'm pretty yeah i'm i'm pretty picky with a lot of things and and but but uh but yeah so so yeah, I, I think I think really the biggest thing with your your triggers is you need to really keep track of things, whether it's with an app, with a journal, with however the easiest way is for you. And like me, I do like with apps because I I haven't written in my journal for a while, unfortunately. I I do like I do like my journal. I, and I, I need to get it out again. But when I write in my journal, all of a sudden I, I realize that my hand is about to go numb because, because I'm like, oh man, I'm writing too much, which is a good thing that I write a lot. But I also feel like I write too much. And But it it's a good way. Whatever works for you, And then eventually you're going to just realize it secondhand to know, oh, I'm going to go to a busy place. Either I need to grab somebody to go with me or I need to grab two anxiety pills or some stress away to put on me or something because I know that I'm going to need to step out or, you know, whatever. And you're going to need, you're going to know that, oh, this is a trigger. This is a trigger. And this is going to, this is going to be a big deal or You're going to start asking, how big of a place is this? Am I going to be able to step out and get a breather? Stuff like that. You're going to realize what is a trigger for you, and you're going to be like, I can go or I cannot go because this is going to not be a thing. And you're going to realize, you're going to say, okay, this is a trigger and I choose to go or maybe I choose not to to take place with it. Mm -hmm. Because some of these things, maybe maybe it's a trigger and and it's something that you
1: can overcome and you choose to or you, you just don't want to mm-hmm. too so yeah. yeah i agree and i think i think the biggest thing with like my biggest takeaway from triggers is just that i i am a huge huge proponent of the idea of that, the number one thing, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, that the number one thing that this even this podcast has done to you, for you is is that it has forced you to to look at your situation and face mm-hmm. it head on. And like I, I think I've said probably multiple times in this podcast, I don't think most people f- face these kind of things. They ignore them or they try to push mm-hmm. them away to pretend like they're not there. And I think... The fundamental beginning of it is understanding your triggers, and then mm-hmm. you can take those triggers and you can look at solutions to, to overcoming these things, whatever they are that you struggle right. with. And,
0: and however you want to overcome them.
1: Yeah. And it's it's completely in your hands. There's no right answer to how to overcome them and stuff like that. That's something you got to find within yourself. I think it's great, it's a great idea to look at what other people are doing. And maybe right. borrow from those ideas, but but in the end it comes from you. And I think that so I think understanding triggers is the foundation to getting over a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's really all I got for it. Is is just, <laughs> just that that, you know, this is the foundation of it. To yeah. start with figuring out what your triggers are. And then you can and yeah. you can face those things. And it's yeah. uncomfortable. It's not but your brain is not going to by default want to do this. It's, it's gonna not an fight overnight it. thing. It's it's going to fight it. It's going to fight it. But oh my have- gosh!
0: Yeah, because your your brain has has been trained for how long? I mean, I don't know how long you've you've all been been dealing with with however with whatever you've been dealing with. So you're going to have to keep training it over and over. So the biggest thing is is it's okay to ask for help. Ask a friend. Ask a family member. You know, if you're going to a crowded place, if you're doing whatever, if you're in a a deep depression hole, ask a friend, say, you know, I'm struggling with whatever. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with this depression today? Can you go with me to this crowded place? Whatever. Can you help me? It is okay to ask for help. It is always okay to ask for help. So that is, that is one of the biggest things. So And then in two weeks, we're going to be talking about boundaries because I think that that's a big one that goes along with this because with triggers, you're going to want to start putting up some boundaries because now that you know some of your triggers, you need to start understanding what kind of boundaries do I want to start putting up because now you're like, okay, so now I know that this triggers me, so now what do I want to now, now I don't want to go here, or now I don't want this person to come over at this time. So I, I need to put up this boundary. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that in two weeks, and and I'm I'm pretty excited about that because that's a
1: good follow up episode to I, this episode. I know, I know,
0: I'm a pretty good planner, right? In, yeah, <laughs> in my
1: in my opinion, now this. Boundaries is the phase two because right. now you know the triggers. Now what boundaries do you have to put well, in? Well
0: exactly. To- and that and that one is also a very hard one. I mean, I I just recently started that and I'm still having troubles with it. But let me tell you, when you first when you get to like really start doing boundaries, when you do one of your first boundaries and somebody acknowledge you acknowledges you for that, you're like, oh my gosh that feels just liberating. It feels really good. So when you first start doing some of this stuff, I want you to know that it rewards you.
1: Yeah, but it can also blow up in your face too it because can, there's going to be a person that but they're it, not going to understand why you need that boundary and they're going to have a real problem with that boundary. But it so doesn't it does necessarily go,
0: blow up in your face. It just might hurt a little yeah, bit. It, yeah, it doesn't... So it. it's just... You have to be patient again. Yeah. yeah. So so but uh but I have a question for you. Have any of you guys rated us yet? Because I don't think we have enough ratings out there. And I really hope that your rating is a five. <laughs> but if it's not, I want to know how we can do better for you.
1: Yeah. And it's a good thing because I, I have a, a Apple Podcast hater out there. And I don't, mm-hmm. think he's, I don't think he's given a rating, rating to this podcast. But Ooh. the same guy gives me a negative rating on every podcast I'm on. And I don't know so. why.
0: Yeah. And we want to know
1: why we're not doing a good job if we're not doing a
0: good job. So give us an email at stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. And in the meantime, if you would like more content, you can find us at Instagram and Facebook. And in two weeks, like I said, we're going to have a new, a new episode about boundaries. Eric, do you have anything more to add? I do. Yeah?
1: I want to know if there's anything else new and exciting coming up in the near future.
0: Oh, such as our amazing trip to Columbia?
1: No. Anything di- directly related to this podcast? Is there something new in the works <gasps> oh, coming in the future? my goodness. Are you talking about our
0: book review podcast? Correct. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So I don't know how soon it's going to come out. I'm hoping sooner than later. I'm working on finishing a book. But we're going to have a book review podcast, everyone. It's going to call be called S-A-O-W Book Reviews. No, that's not what it's called.
1: It's called I've Got It. It's SAO <laughs> book sounds book reviews, and yes. it's going to be so. Now, I'm going to set the preference for this because, we, apparently as, I'm as, you, as you can my tell, mind. Tracy has no idea what she's talking no, about. No, I'm losing
0: my mind. I, I'm just having a day now. My brain so, is gone.
1: So, one of the biggest things that I think for both me and Tracy that have helped us grow in our lives is just the amount that we read, and yeah. And And that's just opened us our eyes up to the world in very different ways and things like that. So, while while a book review doesn't seem like it really fits into the theme of this podcast, I do think it is something that anybody can. Reading is something anybody can do to grow. And I think growing is an important thing that not enough people do in this world. So mm-hmm. I'm g- basically, the idea is behind is when me or Tracy finishes a book, we're going to get on and we're going to do a short podcast just to talk about the book. Now, understand that um, me we- and Tracy read infinitely different books. They're nothing so, <laughs> oh, dear, so like, so like the, half of these podcasts, many of you will just be like, I have... Zero interest in this in this because of the book. But but I read a lot of nonfiction, business, entrepreneurial, marketing type stuff like that. It and Tracy's basically read all fiction.
0: I read some women's fiction literature. They generally have a strong female lead. Occasionally, I'll read a nonfiction book here and there when I... Can squeeze it in, but
1: but whenever either one of us finishes a book, we're just going to do a quick review about it. It's going to be on a different podcast feed, so it's not going to f- fill this feed up. But if you're interested in that, I highly recommend it. You'll probably find at least something you want to read, unless I mean we just both read totally out of the wheelhouse of anything you would read. But but I think it'll be fun, and I'm very excited. for I'm it to very happen. excited. So, when I mean, we get there.
0: Very legitimately, Eric came home this past weekend, and I said, "I'm gonna do a book review podcast," and he said, "No kidding," because I was thinking the same thing. So then we just put it together, and
1: yeah, yeah. yep. So. so, so that'll be coming. We'll 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 announce when it's all ready to go. Hopefully sooner than later. I know I'm, my next book I'm about to finish up, so that could be the first episode.
0: Yeah, I'm so. actually I'm about halfway through my next book. So, I'm hoping I'll finish it before we go to But Columbia. what
1: Tracy doesn't tell you, she's only halfway through it, but she does have days where she reads 220 pages in one day. So she could be done with the book tomorrow, depending on how the day goes. So <laughs> <laughs> I am not that aggressive. I read like two chapters at most in it.
0: I mean, when I did that, you were gone. So. I don't know,
1: and I'll be gone all day today too. So you might be just do it today. So.
0: I don't even know what. No, I mean you are out of town. I know. I'm just so, kidding. I mean, but that's not such a bad thing. No, it's I, it's, not. it's. I I'm making excuses for reading a book. I don't even know why I'm making excuses for reading a book. It's a good thing. Yeah,
1: just keep doing it. No,
0: I'm excited for bringing to to bring you guys books. I I'm. I'm just very
1: excited to bring you guys books. I really am. So, And with the with the launch of this, if anybody out there has a book that, God, you like, this book is awesome and, and everybody should read it, send it to us at wounds at gmail.com. Yes. And we'll check it out. Maybe one of us will read it and put it on the review. Or, heck, if you're just so in love with the book, you want to come into, do you want to do a podcast and review the book? I think we could probably accommodate that. Yeah, we might so, be able to. So,
0: I mean, if it's if it's really out of our wheelhouse, we'll see. But, but no, actually, we, we might.
1: No, be able to. I think I'm willing to hear any book, even though even if I don't think I like it. Actually, I am too. I'm pretty open. I so. mean, I mean, legitimately, I would
0: say a couple of years ago, I was I was hardly reading, and then all of a sudden, I picked up a book again, and now I'm reading 220 pages in a day. So, yeah. It's it's weird. It's weird what what reading can do to you. Sometimes you're not a reader and then you pick up the right book and you're a reader again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it's strange. It's yep. it's a very strange strange beast. So, so yeah.
1: All right, with that, I was gonna, we're I was gonna just wrap about up this to say, really long podcast episode that just went off in a million different directions. So, yeah, sometimes
0: it's okay. It is. Yeah, you can tell we're getting the fresh air in the house and our brains are clearing out again. I guess mm-hmm. so. So, with that, again, I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. Thanks, you guys.